Welcome to another episode of Rant and Grow. This is Tulio Sergusa, your host, and I have a guest today with me. Her name is Laura. Laura, please introduce yourself. Well, hi, Tulio. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be chatting with you. Uh, a little bit about myself. I work in marketing and I help companies grow through their marketing channels. So one popular way of doing that is inbound marketing. So for those of you who are not familiar with the term, that is anything to do with blog content, SEO, nurturing, emails, um, all that kind of stuff. And on the side, I also help customers doing that apart from my nine to five job. And for fun, I ha also have a podcast called the No Formula Podcast. I'm very excited to interview you, Tulio, on on there. And I do that in my spare time. And that's a little Great. bit about me. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you. Thank you for joining us. So I have a little custom to start each um, episode with a check-in. Check-in looks like this on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being it's the worst day of your life. 10... <laughs> It's awesome. You're just flying high. Everything is perfect. Mm -hmm. um, where where are you at? And then I'll give you my check-in from a scale of one to ten. I would say I'm at a seven today. How about you? Okay. Seven's good. I am at a nine. And Ooh. the only reason the only reason I'm not at a ten is because um, I am dealing with a little bit of a back pain issue and that's kind of distracting me a little bit. Otherwise, I am doing great um so i have a magic question for you okay if you had a magic wand mm -hmm. you could wave it you went to sleep and you waved it before you go to sleep and you magically wish to wake up with all the attributes that you desire mm -hmm. what would you wake up with four or five attributes that you really value that you magically could manifest. Okay, I do have a list. I've thought about this before, so it's a pretty good question. So firstly, I would love to be a morning person. I think people who get up in the morning are very productive. So if you let me sleep, I will sleep until noon, no doubt. I always set my clock every single day to wake up, even on the weekends, just so I can like seize the day, you know? So definitely waking up early. Um, I would also, so at work, I'm pretty good with my time management outside of work. It feels like I'm always chasing after myself to do things because now, you know, I've added the podcast to my schedule and at this time, I'm really not sure how to manage everything within 24 hours at this moment. So I feel like time management, especially for my own personal things, like I've stopped going to the gym. I I feel like I ha I'm not eating as healthy. So I feel that that plays a factor. Other characteristics, <laughs> going along with uh, the waking up early, just not needing as much sleep and being able to like be pr productive on less hours of sleep like my parents <laughs> I feel like uh I feel like they can sleep on five hours of sleep and and be super productive all day another characteristic mm, I think those would be my main three characteristics so let me break down what I heard yeah, I what feel like I that's a lot is, already. 
What I heard is, I wish I was more of a lioness who wakes up early in the morning to hunt throughout my day mm-hmm. and didn't need as much sleep. Mm-hmm. And I could prioritize my personal life. Yeah. And when I say lioness, it's because there's actually, there, there have been studies done that talk to the type of animal that each one of us is in terms of our sleep pattern. Oh. So I'm going to break this down for you a little bit because I think it might help you realize that not being able to wake up early is not necessarily a flaw. Okay. A lot of people think of it as a flaw. Like, come, I can't be the person who gets up at four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Everybody says, get up at four o'clock in the morning, get your, you know, your day started. I come, I can't seem to do that. Maybe I'm lazy or something's wrong with me. And the reality is that everyone's got a different sleep pattern. And there are like four animal sleep patterns. There are bears who follow the sunset and sunrise schedule. They go to sleep when the sun sets. They wake up when the sun rises. So it's different throughout the seasons. Hmm. They are lions or lioness who wake up early for the hunt. And they take, they need rest in the middle of the afternoon. But they're early birds. Uh, Then there are wolves. Wolves are night owls. So they tend to sleep a little later. But they can be up at night and very productive because they hunt at night. Mm -hmm. And then there are dolphins. I'm a dolphin, by the way. Dolphins have very erratic sleep patterns. They can be up very late. They can be up early. They can be in the middle of the night, wake up and work. They... They have no specific pattern. In fact, most dolphins or insomniacs, they operate on very little sleep. Okay. So once you start to acknowledge your sleep animal, you then stop beating yourself up for not being able to be a lion when you're perhaps a wolf. See, after, so, your, after your explanations, I actually think I'm more... Yeah, I'm more of a wolf, right? I'm actually very productive at night. So when I was in university, I would actually have my sleeping schedule where I would start studying or doing work at 10 p.m. until the wee hours of the morning and be super productive and do very well in my tests. But at that point in my life, my classes were in the afternoon. So I was still able to get the sleep that I needed, whereas now I have to get up and get to my job earlier. So it feels like I have to adjust to this new schedule where I'm not permitted to go to sleep later and be productive at my optimal hours. So here's the thing. As a wolf, you're able to be productive when most lions are sleeping. Mm -hmm. What the issue, what the real issue is, it's not your sleep patterns, is when you're expected at work. So can you have a conversation with your manager along the lines of, hey, I'm super productive later in the day. In fact, I can stay up quite late. Mm -hmm. Maybe change your schedule a little bit to match up when you're most productive. Yeah, I guess that's a good idea. I've never, I guess I never thought of it as an option, but yeah. Well, because most employers have a set schedule and we just kind of follow that. It's been around for hundreds of years and no one questions it, but it's just a simple conversation. Hey, I'm super productive later in the day. In fact, I can stay up quite late. What I would love is to come in a little later and stay later because that's when I'm most productive. Can we do that? Who's going to say no to you wanting to be more productive? (laughs) That's that's very true. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So 
Um, so with that being said, can you make a commitment to yourself to stop beating yourself up for not being a lioness when you are, in fact, quote unquote, a wolf? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna try doing that. I think that's good advice. Yeah, you're not broken. Yeah. <laughs> and for those listening who struggle with the same thing, like I can't get up at four in the morning, you're not broken. It, we just have <laughs> different sleep patterns. Yeah, and that's it. That's all it is. We're yeah. not. We're we just have different sleep patterns. Okay. Great. And going back to your wand, I would also because as we were discussing, I remembered my other habits. So. I, I graduated from university in 2016 and I'm the type of person where Julio, if you ever need an idea for a business or something creative, I'm the person you come to. I can, I always have ideas. Not that they're all great. I just have ideas. Okay. So ever since I graduated from business school, I've always had ideas to start businesses, to, to, anything just start projects and honestly this the podcast that i started is the first project that i've followed through on and i really wanted to talk to you about this because i cannot figure out why it's the first project that i actually start and ex execute well that's a really good question and it goes back to your prioritization right so mm -hmm. um Let's just analyze this a little bit. Okay. What is it about the podcast that excites you? I love meeting new people and learning about their journeys, their experiences. I think everybody has so much knowledge from what they've been through. And then with the podcast, I get to ask them any question I want. Right? So it's, it's so fascinating. And I get to learn so much. So that's the that's the part I really, really like. And funny story, when I first okay, so I started the podcast, like interviewing people in September of 2019. And I only executed, I only launched the podcast rather in January. Okay. And I remember I thought of the idea on a Friday afternoon, and I said to myself, Oh, this is perfect. I'm gonna reach out to people I know who are entrepreneurs because I interview entrepreneurs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in contact with them and see if they're interested. And both people I contacted said they were interested. I was super stoked. Come Monday, I realized that the name, the initial idea I had to name the podcast was already taken. And it was in that moment where I thought, oh, maybe this is not for me. Maybe I should just stop. However, because two people... We're already very excited to be on the podcast. It's almost like they were holding me accountable. And it was the first time where I had an idea and almost needed to execute because these two people were holding me accountable. And, Great. So yeah. here's what I, here's what I heard. Okay. Um, your, your sense of curiosity and desire to learn inspired you yes. to follow through. Okay. So you had to have, Something that inspired you, the inspiration was it feeds your desire to learn, to be curious, to engage with people, to be in relationship with people. Most likely it aligns with some of your values, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then what I heard is it got a little difficult. However, because I had made a commitment already, I didn't allow myself up the hook. Yeah. Okay. 
So most people are challenged with following through on their ideas or on their desires for two reasons. One, it's not completely aligned with what drives them in -hmm. terms of what they value for for themselves, right? So if you value uh, being in relationship with people, if you value curiosity, learning and growing, being expansive, the things that are going to drive you are things that feed that because that's who you are. Mm -hmm. So the idea has to align with those desires. Now you can have an idea for anything and elevate your consciousness towards those desires, right? So for example, I could have this, this terrible idea that uh, I want to go streaking down the street and I'll probably get arrested for doing that. Right. But I could elevate the purpose or the reason behind that desire, which potentially could be, you know, what I really want to do is entertain people. I want to make people laugh. So I could find something that's a little bit more productive and less likely to get arrested that serves that same purpose. You following me so far? Yeah. Yeah. So whatever the idea is, um, there might be a lot of blocking tackle associated with it, but you can elevate it back to what drives you, which is curiosity, the need to engage with people, the need to learn, the need to be, to feed your sense of curiosity. You with me so far? Yeah. Great. On the follow through, this is one of the reasons people have mentors and coaches or really close friends who will hold you accountable that will not sell you out. By selling you out means that you choose someone that you trust and you say, I've got to make this thing happen because I believe in it. But I tend to hide out or stop pursuing something if it gets hard. So I need you to hold me accountable. Here's my action plan. Here's what I need to accomplish. Can I check in with you once a week, once every few days, so you can hold me accountable against where I am with these things? This is, by the way, why people you get a coach. The biggest job of a coach is, one, identifying what the blockages are. Figure out if the blockage is something that can be overcome through some neuroscience practice, i.e. overcoming beliefs that are not serving you, finding new beliefs that will serve you. And then the other part is holding, finding a way to hold yourself accountable and holding you accountable, right? Having action steps for what you need to do and having someone who plays that coach role who holds you accountable. It's a partnership you agree to establish with that person. And then you say, I'm going to make you in charge of holding me accountable. It only works if you empower that individual to play that role for you. So in the case of those two people, because you made a commitment, it sounds to me that you're someone of integrity. Is that one of your values? Yes, for sure. Okay. So being an individual of integrity, you would not allow yourself to say, I'm not going to do this because I've already made a commitment to these people. Mm-hmm. So can you think of uh, a project, another project, another idea mm-hmm. that perhaps it seems like an in, a huge endeavor difficult endeavor where it's like it's nicer to just have the mental picture of it the fantasy of it that feeds Mm -hmm. your curiosity your 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 need to have uh to think about something new the fantasy of it but the actual inner working of making it happen seems like a big hill to 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 climb yeah can you think of something like that where perhaps if you started putting in motion actions and you had someone that say hey i'm gonna hold you accountable to this 
where you potentially can move that forward. Can you think of something? Yes. So my idea or project before was actually starting a blog. So as soon as I started networking more on LinkedIn, a lot of people would ask me for like tips, I guess, advice uh, with their marketing. And, you know, every time you start giving marketing advice, you kind of don't think that, oh, I'm not good enough to, to provide this information. But everybody I was talking to was kind of agreeing with what I was saying and they implemented it and it would work. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should start a blog so that I can help more people. And that never came to be. So now I'm thinking, okay, I maybe it's because I'm just not used to writing so much or writing on a weekly basis. So now I'm thinking I will start a blog, but make it part of the podcast. So I will release an episode a week, but that will be complemented by a blog or like show notes to go with it. So I kind of get into the habit of maybe writing every week or at least preparing some kind of article every week. But yeah, that having like a marketing blog was my last idea. That's a fantastic idea. I, um, I can personally speak to that. I started last March. I made a commitment to blog every week. Mm-hmm. And after about 30 blogs, you're sort of like, okay, what am I going to write about now? <laughs> okay. <laughs> thousand words. Uh, okay. <laughs> what am I going to write about? And, mm-hmm. and I started the podcast and decided to do exactly that after every blog comes out a week later. Mm-hmm. So I have plenty of content. This podcast right here will turn into a blog. Right? Mm-hmm. We'll pick a couple of topics. It'll probably be something like, how do you push yourself forward when something mm-hmm. seems impossible to achieve? Some title that ties into our conversation. Yeah. So it's a fantastic idea. Here's the thing. It's a big commitment, but it's only once a week. Yeah, that's true. And as you do it, you get better at it. Yeah. And I've been fortunate that I had a lot of content because I had two books that I could borrow from on my blog. Mm-hmm. But as long as you're talking with people, topics come up, situations come up, you can see a posting from someone that inspires you. And it sounds like you're someone easily inspired. It wouldn't be very difficult to do it. And the other thing is it doesn't have to be a thousand words. It could just be a 500 word blog or a 250 word blog. Yeah. But you could do it consistently. And over time it gets easier. Yeah. It gets easier. And then what happens, you're putting it out there, you start to get some traction You have potentially some um, well-established distribution channels that take an interest and want to syndicate your blog. And suddenly you're reaching hundreds of thousands of people. Now you're re-motivated because you're like, I can't let these people down. They're expecting something every week. Yeah. See, that ties into your need to be motivated based on, you know, commitments you make. Yeah. And the, the accountability, right? And I feel like even as I'm talking to you, it feels like, one of my issues is just starting and getting over the hurdle of, of starting something new. Like, you know, that difficult moment where you're like, mm, not sure what I'm doing. I, I really just have to like get past that. All right. Let's figure out where that started. When was the first yeah. time in your life where you had an idea or you wanted to do something and you did it, but it didn't pan out very well? Okay. So in grade four, I wanted to be a poet. <laughs> okay. 
That's the first thing I can remember. <laughs> and I would write poems. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And keep going. That, and what happened? Nothing. I, I remember I teamed up with <laughs> my best friend at the time and we would write poems together. And then I think at one point we were just like, oh, this is this is not cool. We, <laughs> we shouldn't do this. And we stopped. <laughs> Did somebody say something to you about your writing? Your I think we would I think we would critique each other. So maybe maybe she said something that I didn't like, but I don't remember exactly. I was like eight years old or however old you are in grade four. <laughs> uh, nine, ten. Yeah. Because I have a four-year-old, a, a grade, a fourth grader myself right now. Um, okay. So let's just go back there for a second. Okay. You started writing poems. You wanted to be a poet. And the person you partnered with worked with you. So you already had sort of like, a partnership, a commitment, someone holding you accountable already to yeah. write, right? Without knowing you had already established a way to hold yourself to do it. Yeah. Um, but then criticism or the feedback discouraged you. You know, maybe. Maybe that's it. Can you think of where that has happened again, maybe later in life? Ooh. Hmm. Like, could have been a relation could have been something with relationship any situation where you went into it excited curious wanting to do it but then somehow pressure or disappointment or criticism came up and you stopped i remember i wanted to go to school to become an architect mm -hmm. um but at that point my grades were low so my parents i guess encouraged me to do something else for my grades would would be okay in so maybe maybe that time would be the next time after so instead of being encouraged to pursue this desire mm -hmm. you're encouraged to pursue something else yeah that would be a better fit in terms in other words plan b hey honey yeah. your blads aren't so great why don't you plan why don't you plan you know why don't you have plan b yeah is that okay yeah okay so the reason I'm asking this is because these patterns, if they repeat themselves, mm -hmm. they're tied to a belief. Okay. It could be a simple belief that says, if it gets hard, don't bother. Mm. Follow the path of least resistance. And oh. that could have been subtle message in your upraising, subtle message in your experience when you were nine, eight years old with your friend all these little subtle messages that created a, that you created a belief around, especially before the age of nine that says, if it gets too hard, don't bother. Is this resonating with you? Yeah. I'm just in shock now. <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. And maybe I've just carried that out through all my ideas. Every time I get an idea and then I don't know how to do something, I'll just stop myself it's not because you don't have the ability because you've already proven to yourself with the situation, with the example of the podcast mm -hmm. that you actually can have an idea that you can execute against it and that you can hold yourself accountable. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so it's not like you're not capable, but if you have a belief that don't pursue things that are difficult, just pursue the easiest path, then you're going to repeat that pattern. It's a blockage. 
So now that I know that this belief exists, will I be able to overcome it next time? Or do I have to go through steps to like get rid of the belief? What we're going to do is override this belief, right? We're going to use uh, neuroscience and some mantras to override it. By the way, I just want you to know, anyone who's listening mm-hmm. has had something like this happen to them. I have okay. had plenty of mantras. I've had to overcome all kinds of beliefs that don't serve me in as, a, as an adult. So it doesn't, again, make you flawed or broken. Mm-hmm. It's just part of the human condition. Oh, yeah. The good news is there's a way to override it, right? Okay. I always say we're not responsible for how we were raised, but we are responsible for the choices we make as adults. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not responsible if our parents taught us to be afraid to take chances, but we mm-hmm. are responsible if we continue to live that way. So here's the thing that you can do. You can develop a mantra. First of all, all mantras should start with a sense of gratitude. There is nothing more powerful than gratitude to get yourself in the right state of mind. And you can start with something like, I am grateful for having the gift of curiosity. Okay. Right? I will use this gift to manifest X, Y, Z. Right. Be very specific to what you want to manifest okay. within within this time frame. Be very specific to the time frame. And then it could say something like so that. So it has to be tied to some some benefit that is beyond just yourself. Right. So that I can create value for my family, my community, for the world or for people in the marketing industry. Something specific that ties into what is the outcome for other people from this thing that you're going to do? Mm-hmm. And then we can do this offline because we're coming up on time. But once you've written something that's meaningful to you, you're going to repeat this several times a day for 90 days. Every day. It takes 21 days to develop a new habit, but it takes 90 days to override a belief system, to hard code in the brain, a new belief system. What happens is after you constantly repeat this mantra to yourself, once you start believing it, your actions will change. It's not like you magically manifest what your your mantra is. Your behavior starts to change because your behavior begins to model itself based on your beliefs. You follow me? Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So right now your belief says, if it's too hard, don't try, take the path of least resistance. Yeah. That's your belief. So you're going to constantly manifest that. Once you override that with, hey, you have this brilliant gift to be curious. You can make things happen. You're grateful for the gift and you deserve it and you're willing and you and there's a benefit for this. Once you start making that shift, then nothing can stop you. Nothing. Hmm, you won't I'm have excited. that blockage anymore. You should be excited. This is going to change your life. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do this. 90 days. Okay. By summer 2020, by the fall, you're going to be manifesting all kinds of things. I guarantee it. How do I know? Because I've used it myself for the past 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm my own guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's how you know it works. And I've seen it in guests of the show who have used it and have put it into practice. So, um... Offline, we're going to develop this because it's really important that it, you get it right, right, mm-hmm. for yourself. And then a few tips. 
write it as a reminder on your phone calendar where it repeats and pops up. Put yeah. it on post-it notes on like your computer, computer screen. Put it on a post-it note like in your car dashboard. Yeah. So you're, it's constantly in front of you. In about 40 days, it's going to feel like, oh, my gosh, I have to repeat this again. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. This is the only thing I ask you to not give up on because this, there's no pill, no elixir to get past this. You, this is basically the part of the work you can't give up on. I'm asking you to commit to 90 days of doing this mantra because, because it'll change your life. I guarantee it. Okay. And you're going to make that commitment. Yeah, you're holding me accountable, so I'm going to do it. Absolutely. Here's how I'm going to hold you accountable. In season three of the Rant and Grow podcast, you're going to come back and tell me all the wonderful things you're doing, and then we're going to peel the layer even deeper on some other stuff because there's always more. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> it never ends. Just when I thought I got, I, I got over something, something else comes up, and like another layer, and I'm like, oh, great, because I have a coach too, right? And I'm like, great, another layer. <laughs> okay okay we'll peel back next time <laughs> right yeah but here's the thing for someone like you who's curious who's already driven by the desire to learn mm -hmm. this is good news because you're going to want to peel back those layers because they feed your desire for curiosity for learning mm -hmm. for other people that are not as curious it's harder for you oh man the amount of things you're going to create is is you'll you'll have no limit to what you can create i'm excited for you i really cool. am yeah i'm excited cool uh we're wrapped we're done with time you got any questions for clarification no everything you said was crystal clear if i do have questions though i will be messaging you <laughs> perfect okay so now we're, we're checking out on a checkout scale of one to ten where you're at now I think I'm more of like an eight and a half now. That's great. We, we, yeah. You're rising. Awesome. Yeah, I think Fantastic. so. Fantastic. Laura, thank you. Thank you for joining me today. And to all my listeners, thank you. And until the next time, take care.